Welcome everyone, and thanks for joining us from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell. Today, we're turning to a longtime campaigner, now elected official to share his key political strategies and the importance of public service, and also some predictions on next year's hot election cycle. Politics is our game on this podcast that gives listeners the inside track with Jack, a top New York lobbyist and managing partner of O'Donnell and Associates, a government relations firm helping leaders and businesses reach their goals. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications. At the mic for Jack is our Alec Lewis, Vice President and Director of Campaigns at O'Donnell and Associates, a political expert who was a key player on campaigns that led to consecutive supermajorities in the Senate. Alec's special guest is Dustin Reedy, Albany County Legislator, representing a portion of the town of Gilderland, a position he's held since 2020. Alec is going to talk to Dustin about his career in campaigns and advocacy, his take on the upcoming congressional elections in 2024, and the work that he's doing in the Albany County Legislature. Hi, Alec and Dustin, and welcome to the podcast. Joanna, it's great to be with you today. And Dustin, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much, Alec. Uh, Thank you, Joanna. It is a pleasure to join you here in the lobby this morning. Dustin, you've had a long career working in advocacy, outreach, and campaign management. And we met in 2017 when you had founded NY19 Votes, and you helped build a community amongst the many engaged activist groups at that time. And you've also run congressional campaigns for Congressman Paul Tonko in the Capital Region. So when you look at New York State being at the epicenter of the National House map in 2024, what's your take on the various races? Well, I think we have work to do, but I am hopeful and optimistic that we will be delivering the House majority through the congressional seats here in New York and running for office at any level. I think any candidate, you have to show people who you are and you have to communicate who you're fighting for and how you're going to fight for them. So I think if you look at uh, Antonio Delgado's race in 2018, uh, which flipped the only majority rural district here in the 19th Congressional that year, uh, if you look at both of Pat Ryan's successes last year, and if you look at Congressman Tonko, who outperformed expectations uh, here in the 20th Congressional, the common thread you'll find are candidates that were authentic to who they were, communicated that to voters and they showed them that they were going to fight for them you know i've had the honor of serving as paul's campaign manager since 2020 and from working for him what i see him do every day is tirelessly show constituents he's there to listen to advocate and to lead on issues that help their bottom lines and uh and he's standing up and fighting for their values now in the you know uh, with our opponents I think what you see in the Republican Party currently is uh, a party obsessed with banning books, banning women from having control of their bodies, and banning facts from the public marketplace of ideas. And these are individuals that, uh, you know, are both dangerously out of touch with voters. And, And I think folks can tell that they don't actually believe half of the things that they're saying, but they're willing to either lie to themselves or or lie to voters to gain power. So for Democrats that are running, you know, we need to be loud on the fact that labor, uh, you know, that we're supporting labor unions and organizing rights, that abortion is health care. You know, these are just two examples of a message for a party that's going to fight to increase your personal freedom and independence 
while making sure you know you're getting a fair shake uh, out there uh, out there in the world. Now you've spent many years working with candidates and campaign organizations to fight for the values that you have believed in. But ultimately, you decided to run for office yourself in 2019. So what ultimately motivated you to do that? And what did you learn as a first time candidate after spending so many years in a campaign organizing management role? Well, I think uh, the, the lessons that, that many of us learned and, and some of us were re-energized, uh, you know, going back to 2016 to uh, the blue wave in 2018 is the need to have more people at the local level leading. And so, uh, you know, I've spent uh, quite a quite a long time helping manage outreach campaigns, both for candidates, for organizations like Planned Parenthood and labor unions. And uh, after 2018, when we flipped the 19th congressional that year, I uh, looked at uh, the best way to make an impact and uh, decided to go and, and run for the county legislature to, to bring the energy and what I've learned to the local level. And, uh, you know, serving my first term, coming in in January of 2020, right before the uh, start of the COVID pandemic, it has uh, certainly been a, a, an interesting uh, journey and, and one I did not expect to, uh, you know, be a part of like any of us. But, you know, I ran on being a pro uh, labor union legislator. Uh, I ran on bringing some new energy into local government. Uh, I think I've made good on uh, on my campaign platform. During the pandemic, I was proud to help stop price gouging by third-party food delivery apps. And part of our economic recovery task force, uh, I was part of uh, our legislature giving out $500,000 in grants to local businesses hit hardest by the pandemic. And uh, you know, I also co-sponsored uh, a County Clean Air Act in my first year. You know, the, the, the biggest challenge on the county side of government is seeing where you can affect change. Uh, you know, some of our most important local issues in terms of development and zoning, you know, what is being built where and how it's being built, built you know, that's at the municipal level. And some of our biggest issues, uh, you know, are, are really taken up by the state and federal levels. Um, so I think the, the biggest challenge in the county legislature is finding how you can help make an impact and make things better. And, uh, you know, while it was not something I, I intended on, uh, on focusing on, you know, I ended up uh, and I'm very proud to, to be a leader at the local level in the fight against gun violence. Um, you know, I introduced and helped pass three different pieces of legislation. So we passed a bill banning firearms and dangerous weapons from county buildings, uh, requiring a safety warning and information uh, where and when firearms are sold. And I think my proudest accomplishment uh, this past November, I introduced and helped pass the Discover Act, which working with our sheriff's department provides funding for county gun buyback programs. Uh, we started a tip line giving a reward for information leading to the seizure of illegally possessed firearms. And uh, this, this piece of legislation was unanimously co-sponsored by every member of the legislature, including every Republican legislator. And so being able to make an impact on uh, and do something to take on this uh, epidemic of gun violence we face do it in a purely and truly bipartisan, uh, you know, manner. 
I uh, did not expect uh, to pass something like this uh, when I first ran. I'm incredibly proud to do so. And, uh, you know, so I'm hoping that if I do get the opportunity to represent Gilderland again uh, in the election in November, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to continue to continue to fight for our unions, continue to do work on, on gun violence. So you answered a lot of what I was going to ask you next in terms of how you felt you were looking to accomplish goals for yourself in a second term for Albany County. But just from a pure process standpoint, county government is a level of government that many people don't really understand how it works. Can you fundamentally describe from your perspective what the real role of an Albany County legislator actually is? And you touched on it a little bit, but what does a county legislator really do in relation to town and village government or state and federal government? Can you help lay that out for our listeners? Oh, a- a- absolutely. And I think there's there's three major parts uh, of the county legislature. Um, we are a part of the budgeting process You know, every year the county executive and the different departments of our county will put together a budget. We have different committee meetings going through each department. Uh, Ultimately, the county executive submits a budget and it is our job to uh, pass that budget, uh, make amendments to it or or, or vote it down to to send it back to the county executive. So we are, uh, we have a huge part in the process of how our money is spent uh, here in Albany County. We have a, uh, you know, sort of a regulatory and advisory role in that, uh, in the in the month to month, whenever a department makes a request for uh, any money to be spent, any funding, you know, certain uh, programs they're going to take up, you know, we have to approve those. So we have a role in sort of managing, uh, advising, uh, you know, being a, a watchdog and investigatory body in terms of how our county departments and our county as a whole is working uh, on behalf of our residents here. And, uh, you know, from from that role, we can also uh, introduce and, and pass legislation that uh, affects the county as a whole, but I think is you know, may be the most important part is it's our job to be out in the community, uh, you know, showing up at events, talking to residents, talking to constituents. You know, it's our job to be out there talking to folks to see what uh, what can be fixed, what can be made better, what are we doing well that we should know about and, and you know, and work to, uh, you know, improve upon or, or, or extend. You know, there's no official requirement as a county legislator that uh, you go to your fire department, uh, you know, chicken barbecue or go to, uh, you know, your Altamont Village, uh, you know, a garage sale that they have every year. But, uh, you know, going to events and being out there, that's where that's where you're going to get your best ideas. And that's where you're going to get the, the most necessary ideas and information you need to represent people. Well, Dustin, I can't thank you enough for sharing in great detail the level of work that goes into being a county legislator and the intentionality that you have in approaching your work. So I can't thank you enough again for joining us from the lobby. And I'll hand it off to Joanna to close out our program. Thank you, Alec and Dustin, for that great conversation on Albany County, New York politics, and good government. And for more great political insight, be sure to sign up for our Monday Morning Memo. It's Jack's weekly newsletter on what's really happening in politics. Get it sent right to your inbox. Subscribe on our website, 
Just head to O'Donnellsolutions.com. That's O'Donnellsolutions.com. And for daily updates, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Threads, and Instagram at O'Donnell and Associates. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell.